And we want to welcome you to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. A lot of action going on in sports today, last uh, day of the NFL season. Lots to talk about there. Um, The second segment we're calling um, Acts of Man. Um, We had a pretty good amount of responses from a few people who had a few questions they wanted to ask a man. Well, <laughs> I say out of um, eight responses, six of them came from women and pretty simple. A lot of you um, having issues with some men, so we'll get into that. <clears throat> but first, we want to get into the NFL Sunday. We have a few surprises. Tennessee Titans getting into the playoffs. New England Patriots losing to the Miami Dolphins. How in the world you let the Dolphins beat you when you got a first round bye and the Dolphins are literally trying to tank the season away to get a high draft pick? Like, how in the world? You know, Fitzpatrick, is he, <laughs> you know, you know, you never know. But then um, we look at the Cowboys. They blew out the Washington Redskins, but it didn't matter because the Eagles beat up on the New York Giants. And they get in the playoffs. The Eagles in the playoffs. Dallas Cowboys sitting at home, probably looking for some new coaches. And um, maybe a new wide receiver when we get through it all. But <clears throat> game of the night, we had the Seattle Seahawks playing against the playing against <clears throat> the San Francisco 49ers. A very close game. Beast Mode got in there, got him a touchdown. And the 49ers were able to gut out a close win. You know, their defense, like I said, play calling for the Seahawks, along with the pass and the first call at the end of the game, look awfully suspect. But um, <clears throat> we tip off the 49ers doing what they had to do to get that win in. And from there, we got the Lakers in action tonight. Um, they ended a four-game losing streak this week, um, beating the Blazers, and they got the Dallas Mavericks, they're winning that game now. And the Lakers are looking pretty good, you know, early in the season. They did lose a few. LeBron James is, you know, nursing an injury. But all in all, I think they're going to be okay. I think they, you know, Kawhi Leonard, it's going to be some kryptonite for the Lakers. It just looks like that's how it's going to be. They got to prove that they can beat the Clippers. One of these games, they got two more games against them. They're going to have to make a statement. Uh, going at the Clippers one of these games. <clears throat> and other than that, um, like I said, you're going to be looking at breaking news tomorrow. Uh, about half the coaches in the league are probably going to be fired. And <clears throat> like I said, it's a, what they call it, this is a good game, but it's a tough job. A tough job to keep, tough job to maintain. And we'll just see what what else is going on. We want to wish everybody um, um, who had a happy Christmas or Merry Christmas and then a happy New Year. You know, we got a few things going on. We'll be at a first watch service on Tuesday night. And then I'll be working overtime, uh, working the holiday. And, um, you know, got a few uh, travel plans going into the New Year. So lots of stuff musically going on, trying to get that first project put out in the next month and you know, like I said, putting <clears throat> putting some energy into it, to music. Um, this is the most anticipated segment so far in the early young podcast. 
Uh, it's called Axe and Man. We got two responders. We're not going to say names because we don't want nobody putting their business out. But they basically ask, um, can black men be faithful? Now, the answer is obvious, yes. And you have to ask the question, can men in general be faithful? But you got to look at it when it comes to black men. And I don't have to, like, really talk to the black women. The sisters are out here doing a whole lot of work in the workplace. And they're holding a lot of stuff down, being single moms. And they're taking care of a lot of stuff by themselves. But then you got to look at that disparity. For every one competent, you know, for every one good woman out here that's working a job, that's financially stable, that's handling business, when she looks across the aisle, it's only one man. For every seven good women, there's one good man. So when you go to church, same thing. You got, you know, almost six women in the church to one in every age group. So, you know, a lot of young men ain't in church and, you know, a lot of young men going through situations. And then you got to look. It's a lot of, a lot of young men came up with victims of violence. A lot of young men are going in and out of the prison system. So when you're looking at men ages 22 to 35, a lot of them are going through stuff to where they're not available. And... The ones that are are still trying to find their way getting a job and trying to be stable. So for every one man out here that's capable, that's available, that's, you know, holding this stuff down, you got seven women, you know. And so it leads to a bunch of competition. It leads to a bunch of, you know, what you won't do, another woman will type of situation. Now, being real, in that atmosphere, you have a lot of men that literally want to mess with everything they can get their hands on. So, the few that are out here is so bad that it gives the ones that are out here being good dads, the ones that are out here being good husbands, the ones that are out here taking care of business, it gives them a bad reputation. And then, sometimes, not everybody is about that life. You have people, you know, I was in a long-term relationship type of situation, but sometimes they don't all lead to marriage. So sometimes you just got to understand what you want. And if you're not getting what you want, sometimes you just got to let that situation go. If you're not being treated the way you want, you know, if you notice that situation where, you know, he ain't home, <laughs> you know, and his attention is elsewhere, y'all just not clicking, uh, y'all not communicating, you know, you have to ask those questions. Communication is the key, period. But, you know, if you could take out the, i say 20% of men who just want to sleep with everything they can get their hands on, then sometimes if you want to safeguard your situation from a man stepping out, find out what your man wants and do some of the things he wants done, you know, put that fire down, you know, that's, the, the best way to do it, if he likes you to cook, then cook for him. What's favorite meal, you know? What does he like to do? Is he a gamer? Is he, uh, does he stay active in sports, you know? Does he, you know, <clears throat> does he like hanging out with the boys? Is he a beer drinker? Does he like drinking dark or light liquor or whatever? And I don't drink, so, <laughs> but 
It's just a point of finding out what he likes and try to do some of the things that he likes. And, and, and sometimes that one or two things that you're willing to go out of your way to do is what shut any outside competition down. Because once again, this competition, even if you don't think it is, you know, you could be the most awesome woman ever and Beyonce had her Jay-Z situation. So just tell you, hey, ain't nobody too big and bad not to get cheated on. That's men the same way. It's going to always be a better looking man out here. It's always going to be a dude out here that look better, that's in better shape than you, that work a better job, make more money, drive a better car. Um, that'll do some stuff that you won't do if you're not handling your woman. And sometimes men don't understand what a good woman is when it's right in front of his face. And so sometimes you just gotta, you know, you gotta communicate and you gotta just see what your man wants and, 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 and if he's taking care of what you want. If your man say, hey, what you want, and he does it on a constant basis, then that's somebody that you want to kind of be around. But if he just come home and it's about him, hey, you know what to do, you know? Communicate, communicate, communicate. You know, that's the main thing. But no, we, we all in out here just cheating 24-7. And even if you're in a relationship where somebody has cheated, are they cheating right now? Are y'all trying to work this situation out? Sometimes it's worth working that situation out. Sometimes things happen, control gets lost, and y'all can grow from a bad situation. You know, a lot of relationships you see in the celebrity space and stuff grow past somebody stepping out, you know, whether it be the man or the woman. And a lot of times it's the man, you know, just being real. But a relationship can grow from that. And two, if y'all are family, y'all got kids, and even if you do make this decision to, hey, we got to separate, this ain't working out, then you have to do it in a way where y'all not trying to kill each other, y'all not at each other's throats, especially when you got a family, kids involved, and stuff like that. You still have to be a part of this person's life. So those are things that I would say just try to be, try to communicate on a level where y'all not arguing, you're not yelling at each other's face. And sometimes, even if you just agree to disagree, sometimes not everything is for it. I truly believe that if you want something, that God will have it for you. If you really want something, and this is what you want. Yeah, the numbers may be against you. It's not a lot of men out here. You may not think you look the best or you, you know, whatever. It's still somebody who will love you. You know, whatever you look like, somebody out here love you. You know, whatever you think you got going on, bad, somebody will come in here and try to help you with it. You know, I ain't trying to say somebody will come in here rich and pay for everything. No, but somebody will come in here and lend his time, energy, and effort to make sure that you're okay and treat you like the queen you deserve to be. So it's just a point of not everybody out here is a cheater. Not everybody out here is a jerk. You know, you have a lot of men out here that are handling business, but once again, if you got a normal average man and he's taking care of stuff, it's one of him, and there's seven of you out here trying to get at him. And now it's not like that all the time, but just think, that's the numbers. That's what the numbers say. Whatever, one of me, regular black man out here working the job and paying bills and, you know, trying to get to him from work. There's seven other women out here that would love somebody like me in their life. So, 
just heightened competition. Now you have to look at it. What if it was seven women to every one? What What if it was seven men to every one woman? You know, in the in the black community, in the black space, in the churches. You know, what if it was more men than women? What if it was seven uh, black men out here to everyone? It, it would be chaos out in these streets. And I'll be real. It would be violent. Man, you couldn't look at a chick more than five seconds without somebody stepping to you if it was like that. And that's my whole point of sometimes you have to, number one, love yourself. Ain't no man going to make up for the love you're not giving yourself. Plain and simple. You can't love nobody if you ain't taking care of business with you. You know, there's some women out here that ain't got it. And they still try to look their best. They wear nice clothes. They dress nice, wear shoes. They handling their business, but they ain't got it to get their hair and nails done all the time. But they still get by. And there's some women out here that are way higher maintenance that psh, every time you see them, they nails done. They have to get that thing done twice a month. Hair stayed up. And... And as a man, what you just want is somebody that's honest. Somebody who ain't trying to take you for what you have. Somebody that's just trying to be with you for who you are and what you look like now, not for what you finna be. Man, when I was single, I had a lot of people saying, oh, when you get a better job, when you get, a, when you get your own spot, and when you get your own car, and when your music and stuff started coming up, you know, Holler at me then, but now it's like, now it's then, and I ain't really paying attention to nobody. And the reason why is because somebody was there for me when I was going through all that, making $7 an hour and not having my own place and catching the bus, you know, and that's the ugly truth. Sometimes you have to recognize that people aren't what they are now, that people will grow and, and do things, you know, people will grow up and grow out of certain situations you know you can't take somebody well this dude would be good if he had a better job where is hard at right now where is this hard at right now yeah you don't want to take care of no man i understand that but is this man taking the little bit that he does have and is he putting it in the pot with you so just all things considered when you talk about do all men what you don't like somebody love and that's on the men's side, too. If you think your woman just nag you to death and do whatever, it's another man in her Facebook DMs on her comments saying she looked beautiful and how she doing and when can they see her. <laughs> so it's so many thirsty dudes out here on this social media. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Don't let the smile fool you. Women get it way harder than men do. You know, they put a little picture up. They might have a little cleavage showing, and dudes got heart eye emojis all over the place. So, so yeah, the temptation for women is out there, and that's why I say you just have to communicate. If if it's a need that's not being met, let somebody know. And if it continues not to be met, then you have to start changing some stuff up. Maybe move on. You don't want to spend a long time with somebody going through. And not getting what you need out of that relationship, period. Um, another question I had was how long I've been in music. And um, I've been in music for five years. Six years, really, but five years as far as playing in the church. Um, I've been doing 
plan out of the church as far as like other stuff other than planning church for about two years now, going on two and a half years. So it's, you know, <clears throat> working in the studio for me is brand new. So I don't know all the details of, you know, I don't like really layering tracks and all the other stuff, doing the producing and I'm learning how to do it now because, you know, a lot of times it's taking the sounds that you have in your head and putting them down. But when you start out, you just, you know, the best way to start is find your favorite song and learn how to play your favorite song and then learn the next song. Now, of course, you're not going to learn how to play it the way it's on the recording. You know, you play it in a simple tritone or something like that. But as the year goes by, you continue playing it and continue playing it, then you'll get better, you know. And by learning how to play the music that's out here, you learn how to start playing the music that's in your head a little better. You start learning how to use those concepts and to make your own music. And and sometimes, you know, people talk about how these cover bands aren't that good, but sometimes the cover bands add a new wrinkle to a song that wasn't there before. So it's just a point of just having that journey, whether you play horn, whether you play piano, keys, whether you play drums, it's adding your own style that that makes doing music worthwhile. You know, I'm, I'm you know training my um, my youngest daughter up to play the piano and sing, and to see how she does her own thing, not from being coached by me, but she wants to do it her way, and you know. And I and, and sometimes it's kind of frustrating a little bit with you know oh this got the finger in the wrong place or you know all that chord you you know but you just have to let them cook you know and, and sometimes I have to let myself cook sometimes I just stay up late at night playing on the piano and and learning you know what sounds good by just playing around you know with chords just hitting chords and playing with little riffs and then you discover something that you didn't know before. Or you dream of sounds and songs, and when you wake up, you hold just enough onto it to where you start recording it on your phone when you play on the keyboard or the piano, and then you take that recording to the studio. You know, and that's typically how I kind of work it. Mm. Next question. You know, why are a lot of men afraid of commitment? I say the two things that you want to look for in any personality that you deal with out here in the world that we live in right now is loyalty and dedication. They don't make, people don't have the patience they used to have. People don't have the stay down they used to have. You know, if I'm in a situation, even if it's not working, I try to give everybody a chance. And sometimes you do hang in situations a year or two too long. And sometimes you don't heal up from situations you've been through because you're just so busy moving. And sometimes you do just have to stop a little bit and, you know, smell the roses. But if you're looking at somebody, you know, that's going to be a partner for you or whatever the situation is, you're looking for the two words that I was taught, loyalty, dedication. Team, team, everything. Loyalty, dedication, you know. Can you talk to this person and tell them your deepest, darkest secret without everybody and their grandma knowing your business? You know, 
if you need something, like truly need somebody to come through, whether it just be a conversation to talk you off the cliff from doing something silly or stupid, will this person pick up the phone or come even come through and say, what's good? You know, um, a lot of people ain't on that level. You know, if I'm calling somebody, they ain't calling back, <laughs> you know. If I'm call, I don't call a lot of people. So my thing is, if I'm calling you, it's because of it's a reason. And if somebody call me and I know who it is, I'm gonna answer my phone. You know, even if it's like, uh, you know, even if we're not that close, I'm still answer my phone. Hey, what's going on? Uh, what's up? You know, and that's the main thing. You, yeah, you gotta see what type of personality they have. Do they like turn left all the time? Do they stay ready for some drama type of situation? How quick are they triggered by little things? Stuff like that. You know, what people pet peeves are. But the main thing you really want to see is, is this person loyal? You know, is this person, can I be with this person and not have to worry about everybody knowing everything about me that they think that she know and or he know? And then two, if I really need someone to come through, you know, just want somebody to chill out, you know, like me not having the car a lot of times, are they going to pull up, you know, do I have to make my way to them, you know, um, will they cover dinner or am I always covering, you know, um, or they always got their hand out on the situation, you know, those things, are they dedicated, are they, you know, are they cool, are they, are they willing to hold up their end of stuff? You know, a lot of dudes, being real, once again, because of the level of competition out here, they feel like they could just stay single and just, you know, have as much women as they want. You know, I stay single, so I sleep with this woman, this woman, this woman, and this woman, and they all know that I ain't with nobody, so whatever else. And I say when it comes to that, as you get older, you start realizing that you're not only playing with your situation, you're playing with everybody else you're messing with. And on top of that, you know, you got a bunch of diseases running rampant and everything else, so you really put yourself in the open for that. And even if you're using protection, you're still playing with people's game, playing with people's emotions, and playing with your emotions at the time. Because in the time you're spreading yourself out to four or five different people, you could have found one true one and, and, and built something there, you know? So, once again, it's, you know, if, if you're working with someone and, and there's been some time and they don't want to be serious, then move forward. You know, if you want to be serious, then move forward. If you just want if this guy, you know, get your toes curling and that's what you like and that's what y'all own, then just do it that way then. But if you're not getting what you want, once again, whether this dude claim he's single or he got baby mama or wife at home or whatever, then you got to understand that that's a move that you need to make. You know, because number one, you can't take nothing. Can't nobody take nothing from you that don't belong to you. And can't no, you can't take nothing from nobody that ain't theirs. You know, so if this man, the same man that you call yourself taking from this person here, he can be taken from you too because once again, the man ain't really hers if he's spending this much time with you. And if he call himself being single and ain't willing to date you for real, then guess what? It's probably three or four other women on this dude's phone that he can hit 
The moment you start asking some real questions, he go holler at them. Because there's some dudes out here that just want to mess with everybody new that he can get a hold of. So, just kind of understand that when you're dealing with dating and relationships. Because you got to understand, like, as we get older, now we got kids. <laughs> you know, are you willing to bring someone around your kids that ain't right? That's all on that nonsense that don't want to be for real and you getting older and you trying to figure out where we at on the situation you tearing yourself up you know um can this person even be considered family could he be even around your family is he willing to support you and what you got going on is he putting anything on the table you know because some dudes just want to live up under a chick until they get tired of her and then they go live up under another chick just so they ain't got to be at home. So, hey, you know, you got to look into that. You know, you got to do a background check. Does this dude have a past? And a lot of guys out here do. You don't necessarily have to hold it against them. But if you got a violent history of abuse and, and assault, then guess what? You can get into it with him and he can beat you, you know, and you need to look into that stuff before you bring people around your household, your home or you put yourself in a situation where y'all go out and have drinks and you tell this guy no and he don't want to take no for an answer. So for all the women out there that are dating and asking about men you have to do your due diligence when you out here dating and, and y'all out here meeting people on the website or uh, you know Tinder, Plenty of Fish or even Facebook on Instagram, somebody messaging you, you got to look into this person and make sure that, hey, am I putting myself in danger by even dealing with this guy? Because some guys are really good at showing you their representative. And then when the, as soon as they get comfortable, the real them come out. And it ain't nothing nice. You know, so, you know, they talk real soft and real clean until they get into a situation and all of a sudden that they get that bass in their voice. So, like I say, just all the questions, most of them have to deal with relationships. But the main thing that you can deal with is loyalty, dedication, and communication. If you can't talk to this guy, if everything, if half the stuff you say to this guy set him off, don't be with that guy. <laughs> if you can't, communicate some way that somehow that you feel and he constantly walking away he can't communicate with you and fellas the same way if you can't talk to your woman about some real stuff and she can't hang in there and take it then you got to make a move you know you don't want to be in that situation where somebody just go to bed by telling you be quiet and they done and you ain't done you only you you got a situation and you trying to get some resolution and it can't be resolved by just not saying nothing by just rolling over and going to bed or sleeping on the couch that's not gonna resolve nothing you have to be able to talk the situation out sometimes and it may take and it's not the same night sometimes it's gonna take a week sometimes it take a month to get through stuff you know. We got money issues, bills issues, Christmas season issues, tax season coming up, and all this pressure building up on these relationships when cars get bought and houses are being put down on and rents due, and the kids got to go to daycare and little Timmy's playing basketball, and it all costs money. You know, it all costs money. So that's my point in 
having to talk about the relationships because that's most of the questions I got asked was relationships, relationships, relationships. And the other two is how much I get paid. None of nobody's business as far as what I get paid at church. Because everybody's different. You know, every church is different. I play at a little church, so it's not going to be the same if I play at a bigger church. You know, money's different when you play at a small ministry. But if you play at a bigger church and or you playing up under somebody at another church, they they got a whole staff of musicians. They may have two or three key players, one on the organ, one on the, um, one set of keys, and then they got a bass player and a drummer. So their music budget is different when you play at a bigger church. I've heard of churches having saxophone and trumpet players up in there, and, you know, and they praise budget is, you know, going into four, I mean, going into four and five figures every week. So the bigger churches, that's how they operate, and it takes a minute to get into that situation because they have so many musicians that want to play for them because of they can play full time and not have to really work a regular job. Me, I work a regular job. I work a part-time job, and I still go and play at church. So it's different for me because I, I don't. I like playing in a small church. It suits my skill level. It ain't asking me to do a whole lot. I don't have to have a whole choir up under me because they don't have one. So it's my pay is different from somebody playing on that next level. So it all depends on your skill level and where you play at. You know that's where that's gonna determine what you get paid. Now, if you want to get paid more, you got to look at it like this. When you plan for God, does the money dictate what you do or does the spirit dictate where you go? Because the moment you let money decide what ministry you play for, the moment you let money decide where you go and how you do, pastors and leadership in church pick up on you. Because they realize you're making moves on the money and they really want to have somebody spirit-led. It affects how the sound goes out. It affects how the worship and praise goes forward. So you got to look at it like this. God gifted you with a talent and skill and this and that. But if you just truly about the money, then that's not a God. So, you know, you really in, you in the wrong place. You can go play at a, a lounge or you can go play at a bar or, you know, you can go do, you know, go on tour with some bands and stuff like that. And there, you know, some passive, some bands constantly picking up musicians that play keys and stuff when they're on the road because they don't have their own personal keyboard player. So it's a lot of opportunity out here to make money being a musician without trying to hustle a church, you know. But when you start talking about money, I want money, how much I'm getting paid, and you're dealing with the church, then you really your motivation ain't the wrong place. You really need to pray over what really your motivation is and let God dictate or the Spirit lead you to where you need to be. You know, and if you feel like you're at a church and, and you're not being supported the way you want to be supported, have a talk with the men, have a talk with the pastor there, have a talk with the bishop there, the leadership there, and let them know what you're looking for and, you know, what can help out. And, if y'all can't work nothing out, then, you know, but it ain't all about the money. For me, it ain't about the money, period. I'm here to learn. I'm here to grow. I'm here to send my praises up. I'm here to give my gifts back to God. The money is just an added blessing to help me 
more further what I do musically, period. Help me support my kids when they come to my house, period. Help me, you know, have lunch when I go back and forth to work or, you know, put gas in my car, things of that nature to get to certain events. But I'm not here because uh, this church paid me and this church don't. No. (laughs) Because if it was like that, there's a lot of churches, other places that pay more for musicians that ain't even at my scale level. So it's not about the money, period. You know, I'm here to serve God, and I'm here to serve God at the place where he has me, not where I can go get paid the most. You know, that's why I say it's, it's not really a big deal on the money, you know, for me. But other musicians out here might be different. So, like I say, that's something that you really need to pray on, kind of look in your local area where you live at, what city you live in, and, and you know, kind of take stock, meet with other musicians, see what's going on with them, how they getting, how they, how they get taken care of, you know, and look for other opportunities. If money is what you're trying to do off of music, there's plenty of opportunities to get paid for doing music outside the church. If that's what you want is money. If what you want is money, really, you don't need to involve a church in that, you know, let God handle that and God will get you everything you want if you trust him. So that's beyond money in that situation. But um, we're going to go ahead and um, kind of leave it there. We got a few things going on. Like I said, we got a first watch at our Christ Love Divine um, uh, Fellowship Church on Tuesday night at 10 o'clock. So I'll be there. And I'll be right back at work at 7 o'clock in the morning getting that overtime. But, um, and like I said, we got trips. It uh, looks like we're going to Memphis in January, Philadelphia in February, and and maybe back to Tennessee again in March. So we'll see how the situation pans out this year with the, with the new one. We'll try to get the project out by February. So uh, maybe have a listening party for my birthday, which is on the 21st. And, you know, and everyone's invited. It's not going to be a situation where... <laughs> I'm not trying to let everybody in or whatever, but um, once again, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, I think we deal with four of them today. I got four more from this week that we can go into, but that'll be another show. But if once again, if you got questions about anything, as long as it's not about anything political, as long as it's not anything too controversial, we'll discuss it. You know, we will discuss it here. We're all grown here. And like I said, we can do this in the manner where we're not being too vulgar or disrespectful to anyone. And once again, thank you for being a part of the show. Um, we do this at least once a week, sometimes twice. And hope to see you soon again.